you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads agency. Getting into another question, one thing I thought was interesting. So Northbeam just rolled out. They now have one-day benchmarks, which is pretty cool because a lot of us have used Northbeam and we're doing that calculation manually. So they have that. Actually, they just rolled out subscription capabilities too, which is pretty cool. But Mm -hmm. you have a point about utilizing a tip, utilizing first click versus clicks only to see where a new customer acquisition is starting when running omni-channel accounts. Do you want to talk about how you use that? I thought that was really interesting. We've touched on it a little bit, like mm-hmm. we touched on some parts of it, but how do you specifically do that? Yeah. And so what's interesting is because you're going to look at first click, what I like is that clicks are always, those are reliable. Those are very reliable. And it's only because the fact that any third-party data analyzing tool, like an attribution tool, is going to need to redistribute data that it can't see. So what I mean by that is it says, okay, I know I have 50 direct users. We don't exactly know where these people came from. There's just privacy policy. They had to use app, whatever it may be. We just can't see it. What any tool will do is take those and model it to what the click data and historical averages and spend amounts have been doing. That's fairly accurate. It's not 100% accurate. Nothing ever will be. But a way to get closer to what's actually happening is looking at those first touch points that you know are not prospecting heavy channels. Things like inbound, for example, inbound search, inbound shopping, those things that are identifying where the first touch points are that you know is cold traffic. So when you're looking at first touch, it allows you to identify the first path of the sequence that you can scale. Very hard to scale the second click, very impossible to scale the last click. That's why people usually dump a whole bunch in the brand and call it a day and call themselves a good marketer because they only look at ROAS. Scaling first touch allows you to identify, okay, if this is a inbound campaign, I don't care that they joined email. I don't care that they came back directly, organically, whatever it may be. Got remarketed by Facebook, remarketed by my own YouTube campaign. Doesn't matter. First touch allows you to say, okay, this is where I need to start to push because regardless of their return path, which is going to be 75 paths long, this is what it can scale. So that's the part that I think is really important. And this is omni-channel. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what platform you're using. When you look at the difference between clicks only, which is linear, essentially, it's going to divide the clicks up by multiple channels. That's okay. But where do they first click? And let me just grab the platform here. There we go. So when you're looking at Google, for example, taking the first time versus returning customers and changing it from clicks only to first touch. I have multiple monitors here, so sometimes I'll put them together and I'll be able to identify the deltas between the two. I'll use first clicks on one view. I'll use clicks only on the other one and see what the differences is. And anything that usually has a lower CAC first time on, on clicks, you can push there. For example, this should be pretty simple now to adjust. So the feed only one is getting 26 first touch and 21 clicks only. Okay. So the first touch point that was able to be seen by Northbeam is $5 higher. Good. That's still lower than my average. This is using cold traffic targeting. It's trying to keep my standard shopping. It's doing good. So that's where you look at the clicks only versus first touch. Standard shopping, this pillowcase, 78 clicks only, first touch, 80. Okay. This is not always the first path in the sequence. This went higher. So looking at what is the lowest first touch and looking at is it cold traffic and is it scalable? That's where you reallocate your ad spend. If you're looking at linear, you can't scale linear. Can't scale that. You can only scale where the interest is coming from that you can confirm is non-brand cold traffic. So flip-flopping the two will say, is it good because it's multiple paths? Okay, that's fine. But is it also good on first touch? Good. Now you'll have the first touch, the seventh touch, and then an organic return traffic that was going to convert. Perfect. That's your conversion path that you're starting to push into. 
Yeah, I mean, that kind of thing is insane in reference to just having more control. I mean, just just like it continues to be what you're talking about, which is just more information. And I mean, if I'm a client, I want to, that's incredible information mm-hmm. <laughs> to know that. It goes across all channels. We've worked very closely with all right. of the advertisers inside of businesses. And I'm like, hey, first touch on inbound demand for this is doing good. Take Facebook and start to push. The demand's there. We just need to sync. So it's great. Yeah. I mean, so taking kind of continuing the idea of, of control. So you've talked a lot about MER. Uh, how do you use MER to track scale for these top of funnel campaigns for like YouTube instead of clicks and views? I mean, because there's obviously inherent loss of attribution in some of those channels. Yep. And it's also going to kind of cover like two things, I guess I would say. One is MER, but the other one is also going to be specific MER goals or CAC goals or ROAS goals. You'll see that it doesn't matter. And that's what what's really interesting is top line is the only thing that matters. This is year over year performance for one of our clients. It's the 12th through the 12th. So last 366 days, I added a day. It's okay. So last year over year performance. What you'll see here is that our cost total increased by 22%. Our revenue increased by 37%. So we got 12% better growth year over year with 20% growth year over year with a 10% less CAC. Facebook stayed the same. Facebook, we didn't add a dime to it. It's the person kind of doing it themselves. They don't really know what they're doing. They're happy with just kind of hanging tight and doing the same thing they've been doing for the last five years. And I said, I'm going to go elsewhere. That's fine. You'll see that Google ads got better. It increased by 20% MER. That's not much of what I was doing. I'm still using Performance Max. I'm still using standard shopping. Like it's been a fairly similar strategy. The only thing that we've actually introduced is YouTube. So you see YouTube went up 1,000% to 36,000 this last year, three grand a month in YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like this is failing, right? A 1.57 is way worse than Facebook, way worse than Google, way worse than everything else. Mm-hmm. But because we're using clicks and views or clicks only, both linear models, this is being heavily reduced because it is saying, hey, they see a YouTube ad and then they go through share sale because they Google this brand's coupon code. They come in through other, which we can't identify. They join the email list and then they convert. Facebook remarkets them. People started to get picked up on the reversion and then Google ads got better brand and we won. Great, we won. I don't care this is a 1.57. The mm-hmm. client, I love this client. They wouldn't do it. But a client calls me and said, you know what? I don't like YouTube. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not doing it. You have to fire me if you mm-hmm. want to cancel this. I'm not doing it. So Mm -hmm. that's where we're looking at top line, where everything gets helped. We had 40% new users where Google didn't, Google got less. Google ads had less, more visitors. We got 40% newer users for 35% more transactions. So the only thing that we did year over year different was add three grand a month in YouTube and it helped everything, but it got a 1.57 ROAS. I don't care. That's diluted. It actually probably got a four, but hit three other channels. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's part of, it's part of the (laughs) overall path. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. 
no strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number eight.com.